living in the already and the not yet of Christ's presence. Once upon a time, there was a young girl, and she asked her Sunday school teacher, what's alert? What, said the teacher? What's alert? The little girl replied. Well, why, why do you, what, 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 what kind of question is that? The little girl said, well, because the pastor said that we should be alert and I want to know how to be one. Keep awake, beware, and be alert. This weekend, we shift our worship from the end of the late fall Pentecost season to a more hushed and reflective time of Advent. Advent is that time of preparation. Mostly, we prepare for Christmas, but not always for the presence of Christ. We live in a world that before COVID, we would wake up at midnight or 4 a.m. to make our way to a mall or a shopping center to make sure that we get that best buy. Now we just spend hours on the internet awaiting the top lightning or the deal of the day. And we sit and we watch as the screen changes with new and exciting things everyone must have. Our world is filled with advertising about what, how, what we need, how bad we need it, and where we can go to find it at the best deal. Be alert. This year in particular, it seems that our lives, even in what is normally a happy time, is engulfed with bad news from every front. Continued unemployment while the stock market soars. A political arena fraught with suspicion, division, discontent, and heated disagreement. And of course, the COVID virus that has blanketed the earth with people dying every single minute. It's a pretty gloomy picture. Maybe sometimes you feel like I do, desperate and despondent. And I think to myself, be aware, be aware. It may not be over yet. It may not get much better anytime soon. For a lot of people, the, this isn't the most wonderful time of the year, especially this year. People are sick and dying in horrific numbers. Trying to get one's unemployment compensation has become an unimaginable pursuit. Abuse of, of all sorts continues to plague our society, and I could go on and on and on. It makes me feel like the world is coming to an end. And in the recesses of my mind, I ponder, is it now, Lord? Is it now, Lord, that in all this mess, 
you choose to return in your glory? Is there anything that our season of Advent has to offer us in the circumstances of our lives? Well, let's look both at the Hebrew prophet Isaiah and the gospel reading from Mark. In the midst of a rebellious and sinful Israelite nation, God comes. God came to them when they did not deserve it and when they least expected it. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down. It's about expecting Christ here in our own messed up lives right now. Keep awake. Keep awake. One never knows when God's presence will be made known. God came to the people of Israel when they were selfish and self-centered and sinful, and God takes them as a potter would take a lump of clay and begins to mold and to fashion them into a new people, forgiven and free by the hand of God. There is hope for us that God has come, is coming, and will come to shape and mold us into the people God has created us and calls us to be. Are we aware of the places in our own lives where we have ignored God, where we have become so self-serving that God's work, God's molding, God's shaping in our lives is irrelevant to us? The assumption is that Mark's gospel was written just before, very soon after the fall of Jerusalem. So references in Mark to the destruction of the temple have concrete meanings for the original audience. And for them, it would have been very comforting, I think, to know that Jesus so many years earlier had seen this coming. He predicted the distress and the suffering and the sacrifice that his followers would endure in the midst of chaos and agony and hopelessness. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Jesus came in the moment of great strife and tragedy. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come, Mark says. Are we watching? Are we watching and are we waiting for God's presence to be made manifest in our lives? Do we see through the clouds of the busyness of this season before us that Christ is real in the world? Where do you see God at work? Look for the hope in Christ in the people around you. Centuries after the exile, early Christians understood that Jesus was the fulfillment of the prophet's hope for God to tear open, tear open the heavens and come down, 
Today, Christians believe that Jesus is God incarnate, God in human form, who came to live and love as one of us. In Jesus Christ, God comes to us to free us from the exile of being separated from God and from other people and from our true selves. During Advent, we remember that Jesus came as a baby born in Bethlehem to inaugurate the reign of God and that he will come again. When we look at the world around us, we recognize that although the reign of God has already begun with Jesus' first coming, that reign is not yet fully realized here on earth. We live in a time of the already, that baby-born man, divine, and yet not, not yet that king of kings. And while we catch those, those glimpses of the reign of God, there's still much in our world that is not as it should be. During Advent, we remember Jesus' promise of his second coming when the reign of God will come in its fullness. And as we remember that we are living in a time of the already and the not yet, we also remember that we wait for Jesus' future coming. We do not wait idly. Christians are to live as though the reign of God were already here in its fullness. We are to live by the values of God's reign of justice and mercy, of compassion, forgiveness, and love. After all, God is our potter. And when God molds us as a potter shapes clay, we are transformed. In short, we can follow loving Jesus, loving God with all that we are and with all that we have and loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. When we live hope-filled lives, we may find that one of the ways God brings hope to the world is through us. I'm reminded by something that I read recently that in the middle of, or towards the end of this gospel reading, Jesus decides to tell a short parable, as Jesus is always wont to do, about a man who goes on a trip and he leaves his servants in charge. Now each servant is given a job to do. But the head of the household never tells them when the man's going to return. He only tells the doorkeeper to be alert. The household staff is simply to keep doing their jobs. As we await Christ's return, we have jobs to do. Now, if you look in Mark, what are those jobs? Well, Jesus gives his apostles authority to preach repentance, cast out demons, and heal the sick. I would submit that today the church is called to live transformed lives that reveal the love of Christ. It's called to speak out, stand up, confront injustice, to heal and help the sick, the lonely, and the forgotten. This week's text offers a twofold message, I think, 
Be busy with what Jesus has called you to do as you wait. And be alert as to how Jesus and where Jesus appears in your own life. My brothers and sisters, we are people of hope. Even in the midst of this time of despair, we know that no matter how bleak the world around us may seem, God is tearing open the heavens and coming to us. Coming to this world in such great need. We hope, we hope for more than just an economic recovery and an end to partisan bickering and the creation of a COVID inoculation. The Christian hope is that Jesus Christ, God incarnate, born to bring life to the world, is here now and will come again. Jesus calls us today as we live in the already and the not yet to reach out to be Christ to one another and the world around us. So I say to you, be alert. God is coming and Jesus is here.